Welcome to the Jesse Garcia Show, your half-hour home for politics, culture, and art. We come to you every week with a new story about your world. Today's guest is Juan Jara, Chairman of the Board of the Greater Washington Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We'll talk about preparing small businesses for life after the coronavirus, and why it's important for businesses to join their local chambers in order to access resources to help rebuild their brand. Thank you for following the Jesse Garcia Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information about the podcast, visit jessegarciashow.com. Attention familia. As of March 26, half a million people across the globe have been diagnosed with coronavirus. The disease has claimed more than 23,000 lives, but more than 123,000 have recovered. To learn more about the virus, what the symptoms are, who's at highest risk, and how to flatten the curve, visit coronavirus.gov. That's coronavirus.gov. In the week that ended in March 21st, 3.2 million people filed for unemployment in the United States due to the nationwide shutdown of businesses, schools, and public spaces in order to prevent the spread of coronavirus. This week, businesses across the country will get another boost from Washington, D.C. as a second stimulus bill makes its way from Congress to the White House with billion-dollar aid for small businesses, big industry, and workers who have been laid off. To help us grasp the situation on the ground, I've invited Juan Jara, Chairman of the Board of the Greater Washington Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. We'll talk about how his chamber is helping local businesses prepare for the recovery and share ways to solidify your business during these troubled times. If anyone can help fix a problem, a hardworking immigrant can. Jara, originally from Peru, has excelled in the banking industry for the last two decades and was recognized as a minority business leader by the Washington Business Journal. So you business owners, business majors, and entrepreneurs out there, listen closely for some sound business advice. It just may save your future. I want to welcome to the show my good friend Juan Jara. Chairman of the Board of the Greater Washington Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, who's joining us to talk about ways small businesses can plan for the recovery after the coronavirus. And we will recover. But before we get started on America's Comeback, tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Hara. Uh, Jesse, I've been um, a resident of Washington, D.C. for now 27 years. Uh, we arrived with my family from Peru originally um, that long ago. And um, it all started with, with my mother getting tired of me not doing anything at home because I had missed a semester in college. Uh, so. She took me to her local banker and asked him to give me a job, and he did. Uh, he gave me a job as a part-time teller. Um, and the reason why he hired me is because he needed somebody that uh, was bilingual, and I, I speak both English and Spanish. Um, that's how I started my career in banking. Uh, fast forward, uh, just about uh, 10 years ago, I found uh, the Greater Washington Hispanic Chamber of Commerce to be a great resource for the community. Uh, 
also on the business side, but also on the individual side. I think that is something that we as Latinos bring to the table is that our businesses uh, typically are involved with our families and our yes. families are typically involved with our businesses. So. Uh, what's unique about us at the chamber is that we get to uh, connect with both individuals as well as business owners uh, and really make it a family. I agree and can totally relate to the family business storyline. My family was faced with a crisis in the early 1980s when my mother got sick. Uh, she was bedridden with a sickness and we lost everything and had to go on assistance. As my mother got better, she decided to make better use of her time at home as she learned to walk again. So she began selling chips and soft drinks out of her house to the neighborhood kids. We eventually grew a successful business and built a convenience store. And we ran it our family business with my mother running the books as head cashier, my sister working nights and weekends as another cashier, dad in charge of inventory supplies, and I cleaned and stocked shelves. But like every business, we depend on the local economy so that when the... Peso devalued in Mexico, our border town and family store was affected badly, so we had to shut down. When I look at all these businesses being affected by coronavirus, my heart goes out to them. We went through that. It hurt, but they will come back. What is the chamber doing now to prepare for America's comeback? Jesse, these are unprecedented times. You know, we've never seen or experienced any such thing in our life um, to date. And um, as much as we want to prepare, I don't think that anybody really understands the huge impact that this is going to have locally, uh, throughout America, and globally. We at the Chamber uh, have taken very uh, good measures from, the very, from very early on. Uh, about three weeks ago, we started seeking funding that will help us continue with our operation. And that is uh, something that we did uh, way ahead of other organizations. And the reason being is because we want to make sure that we continue bringing value to our members. So we seek funding from uh, different organizations to continue our operation, but also had to modify how we operate and what programming we bring. So for example, uh, we had to postpone uh, a few events. We had to postpone uh, seminars that we were going to uh, impart to the community for technical learning and assisting small businesses. Uh, but we quickly were able to change this to an online format. So in instead of, of gathering, since we can gather at the moment, we're still trying to reach out to our members and make sure that they know that we're here from, for them. Also, there are a number of uh, local and um, statewide programs that are available to our members, and we're disseminating that information. But we want to make sure that we do it in the right way and that the information that we provide is accurate. So for example, we have the SBA disaster loan program at the time. We're helping people get prepared to apply for uh, those loans. Uh, locally in DC, we have um, the the grant program that was that started yesterday afternoon, and we've been helping our members uh, prepare for that. We need tax returns, we need bank statements, we need a number of things that make sure that uh, they qualify for the for the grants. Um, our team remotely has been able to help people get ready for this. There are a lot of moving parts going on right now in the recovery effort out of Washington. 
The most recent stimulus package has $500 billion in loans and other money for big industry, while $377 billion has been set aside for small businesses, which can access emergency grants, forgivable loans, and relief for existing loans. How are you feeling about this effort? Uh, yes, I mean, today um, the vote is for a $2 trillion package that is going to impact small businesses, large businesses, but also individuals and put money in their pockets, uh, especially those that are affected with unemployment right now. And we haven't seen the, the biggest wave of this yet. Um, I think as, as, as this continues to develop, we're going to see more and more unemployment and more businesses being uh, affected. Uh, we can't forget also the um, self-employed individuals, yeah. the the uh, housekeepers, the gardeners, the babysitters, the Uber drivers. Uh, those are people that are being impacted the most. And I think that governments, uh, federal and local, are looking on uh, for ways to mitigate the pain uh, that those uh, individuals are going to face. Um, so I, I think there, the the the. the wonderful thing about our country is that we're going to recover from this yes. we have the resources we have the entrepreneurship we have the ability to adapt to really dire situations this one being one of them uh, so we are a resilient uh, economy locally in Washington uh, DC and I mean regionally we weathered the storm of 2008 uh, better than most and in fact uh, all of all of uh, your listeners have been able to witness the growth of our region here uh, it just in just about every industry and not only not only um, business growth but also cultural growth we are one of the regions with the best uh, restaurants and food in the country we were named by uh, Bon Appetit magazine with multiple uh, restaurants in their list um, uh, uh, the Michelin guide came to Washington after um, a long pause. Uh, they, they came two years ago and started looking at the quality of, of uh, restaurants that we have here, many of which are Latino-owned. Uh, Chef Jose Andres is a perfect example of that. But you can also go to small, small places like Timber Pizza and find Latinos that work there and that um, have been recognized nationally. So I say that because we are going to get the resources from uh, the federal government, the local government, but we can't we can put aside the strong spirit of the business community here in Washington that is going to help us go through this. Thank you for the optimistic words that people need to be hearing right now. I really appreciate that one. Um, a lot of these loans and grants that are out there are going to be helping business owners retain those workers. That way they're not dispersed. So when they're ready to open up again in a couple of months, hopefully weeks, they'll still have those workers on the payroll earning those salaries and, those, and still receiving those benefits. But for some that have to start all over, because there's going to be some cases, what are some of the types of businesses that you think will flourish after this epidemic? Mm -hmm. Like if we had to think big picture of what's going to be the new trends after so we could prepare for the next epidemic, I mean, what would you think would be a business to get into? You know, that, that's that's a good question and one that we hear often. And I think that uh, all of us can speculate and, and, and say things like the health industry, for example, is one that is really going to flourish. Um, those that are um, 
uh, manufacturing uh, uh, health equipment, for example, is, is, is one of them. Uh, you hear stories about places that are manufacturing masks in mass and then um, sanitizer, you know, uh, here locally, Compass Coffee, for example, and then uh, the distilleries are, instead of producing alcohol or coffee, are producing hand sanitizer that is going to be uh, shared with uh, the local um, hospitals and uh, the people that are still essential for work, right? So er while everyone is quarantined in, in their homes, as they should be, um, you still have um, uh, services in the city that are occurring. So people are picking up trash, picking up, uh, people are picking up and collecting um, your recyclables, uh, you know, uh, uh, streets are being paved. So th this, these individuals are outside um, working for you uh, and the government is doing what we can do right now or they can do right now to uh, facilitate the, the, the environment to keep them healthy. Uh, so I think that that is one of the areas that is going to flourish but I also think that after being uh, at home for several weeks people that are gainfully employed and, and, and we have the privilege of having employers that are still paying our salaries, uh, the federal government being amongst them, the DC government, another one, larger industries. Um, we're going to be craving to go back and, and, and support the economy. We're going to be craving to go back to that wonderful restaurant that we've always been to, uh, see the bartenders that helped us before and see all these services uh, that were provided in the city to get it back to normal. So I really think think that um, there are a lot of advantages right now. The one thing I will say, however, is that having learned this hard lesson, all of us have to figure out faster how can we adapt to a situation like this, be it working remotely, be it uh, uh, be prepared to have a good internet at home if you have the ability to do that so that you can continue doing business or diversifying your income. I'll give you an example of someone that uh, works with the hotel industry and his business, he's a sole proprietor, he employs two people and his business is to manage um, feedback from places like Yelp and Travel Zoo and the feedback that uh, people leave to these hotel chains. Well, that is his job. He responds to any negative or positive feedback and he's built a very good uh, small enterprise by doing so. Well, as we know, uh, the hotel industry is r being hit really hard right now, and some of his clients, larger chains, have paused their services for the next couple of months. That means that he's not receiving that income for um, at least two months, and it may be longer. Well, his first step was to diversify his income. So he started talking to auto uh, automobile companies and saying, how can I produce these services that I've been focused on the hotel industry and now use it to diversify the portfolio that I serve in order for me to maintain the income levels that I need to maintain in order to keep my livelihood but also keep those people that I employ employed. So I think that um, the best thing to do going forward is really taking a hard look at your company and see how you can have multiple sources of income in a crisis. Now. Talking about making your company stronger, why should they become a member of their local chamber of commerce? And tell us a little bit about your chamber. Certainly. We've been around for over four decades supporting um, Latino-owned businesses and minority-owned businesses. But we've also expanded to um, 
welcoming those that want to do business with Latino-owned businesses. So that really gives you the gamut of uh, a, a span of control. Uh, if you take a look at different organizations uh, locally, you will see that uh, we have been very uh, quick to adapt to this crisis in order to maintain our operation. We are, as I said earlier, providing uh, information that is um, available to individuals as well as businesses, and we're assisting businesses uh, be ready to apply for grants and loans. Um, and uh, the technical assistance that we're providing, we have moved it to our digital platform to make sure that we continue to bring the content that our members uh, want and need. So what I will say is uh, you need to join us in order to be a part of this family. Uh, and truly, it is what we are. It's, it's una gran familia. <laughs> Estamos, we're, we're here to serve our constituents and our members. And that was the first thing top of mind when we started to switch gears on how we were going to do this. Um, there is a big network of, uh, over, uh, of over almost 700 members that are active that are doing business with each other uh, and uh, supporting our local economy in times like this is probably one of the most important things that we can do if people want to learn more about your chamber um, what's your website and social media handles and when is your first event do you have one coming up in the summer maybe in the fall well so right now we're we're analyzing what we should have uh, typically we would have our annual business expo in may uh, we're still thinking about when we may have to reschedule that or, or if we have to reschedule it at all. Uh, the other event that we have is our annual gala, which is coming up in September. And that's always a fun event where we recognize um, Latino uh, businesses, Latino entrepreneurs and um, community uh, organizer. No and community organizations uh, that, that help uh, in the area. So those two are upcoming. Um, our website, and where you can find a lot of more information for, uh, from us, is uh, gwhcc.org. Uh, and that stands, obviously, for Greater Washington Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Uh, we are also on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Facebook and on Instagram. So please follow us. I want to thank you, Mr. Hada, for being on the show today. I really appreciate all the work you're doing to uplift our community and get those resources out to so many people that are in need. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you. And I'll see you hopefully at the gala in September. Sounds great. Sounds great. Looking forward to seeing you there. Gracias. Thank you.